Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. Welcome in on a Monday, just five days. Five days is all before Christmas. Hopefully you got your shopping done, unless you're like me, and you are very last minute. (laughs) So again, hopefully you're not like me. Hopefully all your shopping's done and the supply chain and all that stuff has figured itself out and everything and Amazon's getting your packages in and everything like that. Because if you're like me, you spent the weekend running around town trying to get everything done. Don't be like me. If you're like me, hurry up. You only got five days to go. But we're talking quarterback recruiting today. Not Christmas shopping, none of that stuff. No quarterback recruiting today. What the hell's going on? Forgive my language, but what the hell is going on with Ole Miss and quarterback, specifically portal quarterback recruiting? Uh, Is something going wrong? Can this be explained away or is it a problem and what's next and all that good stuff? We're talking about that right here on the podcast. And by the way, Hoops got to win. We'll touch on that a little bit later on in the podcast. But for now, we're talking about quarterback recruiting right here on the Rebel Report. My name, as always, is Michael Borky, and I am very happy uh, to have all of you with me again on this cold Monday. We had an early, early, early wake up. We had to go uh, to the uh, the Children's Hospital in Jackson, which, by the way, the new addition there um, that has uh, the Sanderson name on it. Also, uh, the Mannings are are involved in uh, in some financial capacity in that hospital. The brand new wing that opened up relatively recently is just stunning and phenomenal, and the people there are great. Uh, so if you are, or if you work there or you know anybody that works there, uh, they're doing the Lord's work down there. It's an incredible facility and great people. But again, that's not why you're here, but we had an early, cold, cold morning. And uh, while I was sitting waiting, I was thinking about these questions or this situation, the quarterback situation at Ole Miss, and where they're going to turn now that Bo Nix is off to Oregon. I do want to remind you real quick, by the way. So again, my name is Michael Borky. If you don't already, follow me on Twitter and Facebook. If you're a Facebook user, subscribe to my YouTube channel, at Michael Borky on YouTube. Find me on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel there as uh, as well. And then also, wherever you get your podcasts, if you're listening to this for the first time, and I know some of you are, based on the data, a lot of you listen in browser. If you're one of those people, wherever you get your podcast, search Rebel Report, and you can subscribe there so you don't have to worry about this showing up on your social media feeds or whatever, it gets auto-populated to your phone every day, so don't forget to do that. But I spent my morning thinking about this, and now here we are talking about it. Bo Nix now is out of the running for the next Ole Miss quarterback. Bo Bo Nix announced over the weekend that he is headed to Oregon to play with his former offensive coordinator from 2019, the year that he beat Alabama, by the way. But his freshman year, 2019, his offensive coordinator is at Oregon now, and he has followed him there. And a lot of people spent the last few days talking themselves into uh, Bo Nix being the next quarterback. You had, myself included, our radio show, this podcast, my live stream, all were talking about the possibility of Bo Nix being at Ole Miss. And and I said that it would, or it should be somebody that that they go after. I, I thought that 
it would have been a decent marriage, and Bo Nix had a lot of, of upside, and I thought Lane Kiffin would be able to coach some of the negative things out of him, and it would have been a nice pickup. And a lot of people spent the weekend, the last few days, kind of talking themselves into the same thing. All right. I wasn't in love with him when he was at Auburn. He, inconsistent, not very good at, at times, sometimes often. But I, I can see it with Kiffin. I, I'm excited that he's our next quarterback or could be our next quarterback, and then he's off to Oregon. And so now they're back to the drawing board. The question is, well, let me not ask the question first. They have seemingly gone after three guys in the transfer portal at quarterback that have gone somewhere else. They have seemingly gone after Spencer Rattler to some degree. Dylan Gabriel seems like that one they went after pretty hard. And then Bo Nix to some degree. And each individual situation can be, quote, explained away for why they would go somewhere not Ole Miss. Spencer Rattler, for example, his former coach, the guy that recruited him to Oklahoma, is now at South Carolina. Makes a ton of sense there. Dylan Gabriel. Uh, he's from Hawaii. UCLA is obviously much closer to home than Oxford, Mississippi. Might be some NIL stuff in there, but I have a hard time believing that Ole Miss could not have found NIL money for their incoming starting quarterback, potentially. So, But still, that's a thing, apparently. Uh, but much closer to home. He's a Hawaii guy getting back to L.A., the closest you can be to Hawaii without actually being in Hawaii. Makes sense there. And Bo Nix, his former offensive coordinator is at Oregon. So all of those things can be explained away. But man, how is Ole Miss, after the two seasons that Matt Corral just had, showing what Lane Kiffin can do with quarterbacks, why aren't these guys just lining up? Why aren't they just lining up uh, to, to sign up for Ole Miss? How have they gone seemingly 0 for 3 with transfer quarterbacks? That's a good question. I don't know the answer. I can't quite figure it out. This could just be internal spin, or it could be not true at all. I have heard, for what it's worth, I have heard, and it may not be true. It could be completely false, but I have heard that despite them really kicking the tires on Spencer Rattler, despite them wanting to bring him in and, and recruiting him, I heard that Ole Miss was told, you may not want him by a guy that was on Oklahoma staff that used to be on Ole Miss's staff. That could be completely false, totally untrue. It could be spin. I don't know. But somebody this weekend told me that the Ole Miss staff was told they may not want him from somebody that was there. That could be completely false. I don't know. Uh, I do know that they tried. They certainly tried. But that could be out there. Uh, with Gabriel... Most people assume if Jeff Levy was still in Oxford, he would have gone to Ole Miss. And Bo Nix, I mean, Bo Nix said on Friday uh, on the next round that he and Kiffin had only exchanged some text messages and that Lane was really busy with bowl prep and things like that. So it does beg the question, how hard was Ole Miss actually pursuing Bo Nix? If it was just some text messages back and forth, uh, he intimated that other schools were recruiting him harder uh, than Ole Miss. Uh, maybe that's all it was. Maybe you can explain it away that way. That yeah, they just really just kind of kicked the tires on on Bo Nix. They weren't uh, exactly in love with him. They 
reached out, talked a little, didn't really pursue him very hard. Maybe that's the explanation. Maybe that's the explanation with Rattler. Uh, maybe they lost Gabriel when Levy decided to go to Oklahoma, and that's why they're 0-3, and, and that's why they haven't signed a quarterback yet, and these things are easily explained away, and it's not a sign of a problem. Maybe all that's true, but either way, I'm surprised it's going down like this. I'm surprised it's going down like this. Uh, I think fans that are concerned about quarterback recruiting, I think it's fair to be concerned. I, I really do. I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that all is well, and this is just totally fine. And uh, losing Dylan Gabriel to UCLA, which is a less attractive program, who has an incumbent starter, by the way, um, it's not, I'm not going to tell you it's not a little odd because it is. It's not all well and good. If I were just to sit here and spin it with you, I think it'd be lying to you. I think there is reason to question why this is happening. Is it the end of the world that Bo Nix didn't go to Ole Miss? No. In fact, I think there are going to be quarterbacks that enter the portal that are better uh, than than Bo Nix, or at least they have more potential than Bo Nix. So is it the end of the world? No, it's not. But is it fair to question why this is happening? Yes, I think that is completely and totally fair. Um, I'm surprised it's going like this. I am. But also, I think uh, a lot of patience is needed. For a couple of reasons. First, they haven't hired an offensive coordinator yet. One of the candidates, by the way, his Utah State team, or at least one of the guys that people think will be candidates, the offensive coordinator at Utah State, they looked really good in their bowl game, by the way, with at least a backup quarterback. I think it was I think it was even a third-team guy for a while. But the offense looked very similar to what Ole Miss has been running. That was a really nice audition, if that's what that was. Um, they haven't hired an OC yet. I think that they're willing to be patient with quarterback recruiting because I think they anticipate more options hitting the portal. That doesn't mean that they didn't go after these guys because I know, I mean, they had Dylan Gabriel on campus. So yeah, they, they wanted him. Let's not spin it. They, they wanted Dylan Gabriel. I do believe, though, that inside the building, they're not panicking at all. As I understand it, they anticipate more portal entries, good options that have yet to hit the portal that will at the quarterback position. Um, I expect, again, I expect there to be better options than Bo Nix hitting the portal here very soon. So maybe, maybe they are slow playing this a little bit because they anticipate more options. I don't know. I, I mean, this is that's the only thing that I can come up with that makes sense here. Because uh, it's not for lack of effort, and it's not because it's not an offense that you would want to play in. It's not definitely not a coach you wouldn't want to play for. And I, I don't think the answer is as simple as, oh, NIL. These other schools are just offering more money in NIL. I don't think it's really that simple either. Maybe all of these factors are contributing to it. I don't know. But I'm surprised it's going on like this. I think that patience is required for the fans to – because here's the thing. These aren't the only, like I said before, these will not be the only options. Bo Nix is not the final portal option. Keaton Slovis is not the final portal option. They anticipate more. I anticipate more names entering the portal soon. Good names that they can go after. Thing is, they got to get one. 
they they have to get somebody because right now they only have two uh, scholarship quarterbacks on the roster right now. So is it concerning? I think it's a little concerning. Is it the end of the world? No, I don't think it's the end of the world. Will there be better options that hit the portal than there are currently in it? Yes, I think there are. Will that require some patience from the fans and from Ole Miss? Yes, I think all of those things, all of them can be true at the same time. You guys know me by now. Basically, every single time I record with you, I say some iteration of all of these things can be true at once. I I, I do that basically every podcast or every radio show. So uh, we'll see where it goes. Before we continue, I want to remind you the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. If you're in the market for office technology solutions anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, if you're located in this state and you're in the market for office technology, if your business or your decision maker at your business needs office technology, absms.com is the place to do it. Uh, Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need what your budget is, and they'll work uh, around that to give you the solutions that you need. Anything from copiers and printers and mail machines, phone systems, cloud storage, data security, if it's technology, if it's the office, absms.com. The podcast also brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger and University Avenue. If you're going to be cooking for Christmas like I am, there's no better place in Mississippi to get your meat for your Christmas feast than LBs. They also have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, but they're open seven days a week. So if you're looking to cook, with meat, go by, see Greg at LB's Meat Market, just across from Kroger on University Avenue, and tell him I sent you. So, who is next? So, Bo Nix is out. Spencer Rattler is out. Dylan Gabriel's out. Who is next for Ole Miss? Who are the options that are currently in the portal? Apparently, uh, Jack Miller is somebody that uh, a lot of a lot of Ole Miss fans that um, I've heard from lately really wanted Ole Miss to go after Jack Miller. And uh, it looks like he's going to go to Ohio State, or excuse me, from Ohio State. Looks like uh, he is going to go to Florida. At least that's what the uh, that's what the rumor mill is. He's got a tie to Ole Miss, but you really haven't seen him do much of anything at all. I mean, he was at Ohio State, buried in a depth chart in a big-time quarterback room, got arrested uh, this season. Um, I think it was a DUI. I shouldn't say I think when it comes to that, but you know that happened. Um, something along those lines anyway. Uh, it doesn't appear that there's much interest from Ole Miss's side of things right now. So, so was he ever an option? I don't think so. Uh, is Keaton Slovis an option? I don't think that that's been pursued at all. I know that uh, Burmeister from Virginia Tech just hit the portal. I doubt Ole Miss goes down that road. So who's next here? They have to add somebody. There are two scholarship quarterbacks on roster, and no matter how many times people tell me or anybody that Luke Altmyer is going to be the guy, you can't go into a season with two scholarship quarterbacks. They have to add one somewhere, even if they choose to roll with Altmyer. So who is that guy going to be? I think these next few weeks in quarterback recruiting, portal recruiting are going to be fascinating because I expect some names to hit the portal, uh, possibly some pretty significant names. So many people over the last few weeks have uh, talked about Coastal Carolina for a lot of reasons. Um, could 
you know, Willie Korn, for example. I've, I've had people ask me about Willie Korn, who uh, my high school played against when he was a phenom college quarterback, who's now the offensive coordinator at Coastal Carolina. Um, he's there right now, but as I understand it, he's not the primary play caller, but people have uh, talked about him as a potential replacement for Jeff Levy. Now, the system that Coastal Carolina runs is a good bit different than the one that Kiffin and Levy have just run, but you don't know if you could do what Kiffin has done in the past and, and you bring a guy in and take elements from what he does and mix it with what you currently do, and that could honestly be a nice fit. That Coastal Carolina offense is a lot of fun to watch. So you blend some elements from Coastal's offense to what Kiffin does and the holdover from what Levy did with you could be a mix of a pretty compelling offense. So do you bring somebody like that in, even though he hasn't been a primary play caller and does Grayson McCall come with him? So many people have talked about coastal Carolina's Grayson McCall entering the transfer portal. Um, Is that, Something that's possible. I, I don't know. Is that something that Ole Miss is waiting on? Um, and and that's, that's kind of a dumb question because, again, they would have signed Dylan Gabriel if he wanted to come to Ole Miss. So I don't know if, oh, they're just waiting is, is the right answer either. But now that they're in this situation, is this somebody that they're looking at? Are they talking to him in back channels? Is Willie Korn, although the offense is different, a possibility for OC? I don't know. But I, I know some people around here have been talking about Grayson McCall lately, and I think that would be a hell of a pickup. I know he plays in the Sun Belt. It's not the SEC, but he is statistically college football's most efficient quarterback. He threw for 2,800 yards, 27 touchdowns, and three interceptions this year on 73% completions, and he is a more than capable. He is a very effective runner. Um, Honestly, I see a lot of Matt Corral in his game. I mean, he's a gamer. His teammates seem to love him. He's a willing runner, a capable runner. He doesn't have anywhere close to the arm talent that Matt Corral has, but there aren't really, I mean, how many guys in the country have the arm talent that Matt Corral has? Very, very few, if any, out there have the arm talent that Matt Corral has. So as I said on the radio show on Friday, do not expect the next guy to be able to throw the football like Matt Corral because nobody that you sign will be able to throw the ball like Matt Corral. But this kid is incredibly efficient and a willing and capable runner, and he's playing Division I college football. It's not like the jump is going to be from high school to the SEC or the FCS level to the SEC. He's playing in the Sun Belt. The best, you could argue, I think, I think it is, the best group of five league. In college football, I mean, I see potential there. I see a guy that could really work in Kiffin's offense if, in fact, he were to enter the portal and Ole Miss would be an option. I have no idea if he's actually going to do that. Uh, When you Google his name, the first thing that pops up is, is Grayson McCall transferring? So enough people have talked about it to where it's a a possibility, I suppose. But his numbers, man, uh, full-time starter for the first time last year, 69% 69% completions, 2,500 yards, 26 touchdowns, three interceptions. This year, like I said, 73% completions, 2,800 yards, 27 touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, this is this is the efficiency that would really, really fit in this offense. And rushing yards, by the way, uh, in 2020 had almost 600 yards rushing. And this year, uh, 
not as many, just 300 yards rushing. But when you watch him play, you know he is absolutely capable of beating people with his legs. He's willing to do it. He's capable. Is that a guy they go after? Is that a guy that's going to hit the portal? This is where I think things are going to go next for Ole Miss. I don't think their next option is currently in the portal. Because if their next option is currently in the portal, that's not a good thing. Because there's nobody that's left, air quotes, left, that I would say improves that room. They need somebody for depth. But there's nobody that's currently out there right now, in my opinion, for whatever it's worth to you, that is worth signing. Unless you're just adding depth for the hell of it. But if somebody like McCall enters the portal, you you go get him. You go get him. I don't want to hear. I, I, I already know. I, I have a friend that I was talking to last night in, in a in a group message that's filled with Ole Miss fans that said, McCall's got a weak arm. I don't want him. He won't be successful in the SEC. And, and I, I said to him what I just said to you a second ago. Don't compare him to Matt Corral. Don't compare whoever it is. Whoever it is, don't compare to Matt Corral because you're going to be disappointed. Grayson McCall is the most efficient quarterback in college football, playing in the Sun Belt. You don't think he could translate and do well in Lane Kiffin's system in the SEC? Because, yes, he is currently playing against Sun Belt players. But he also is surrounded by Sun Belt players. Just like he's never seen a back a defensive uh, back room like he's going to see when he plays Alabama or LSU or Texas A&M. He's also never thrown to Jonathan Mingo. He's never thrown to a Jalen Knox. You know what I mean? So just because he's playing against Sunbelt competition doesn't mean anything because he also has Sunbelt players uh, with him. He doesn't have a, a backfield that features Jerry and Ely who might declare for the NFL draft, I wouldn't expect him back. Uh, but still, a running back room with Snoop Connor and Henry Parrish in it, with Jonathan Mingo split out wide and Jalen Knox split out wide. He, he's never had that either. He hasn't had an offensive line that might, it, it's possible that it returns basically in its entirety. He, had, he hadn't had offensive line talent like he would have either. He hadn't had a running back room like he would have. He hadn't had a re receiver group like he would have. So when you're doing that comparison to whoever it is, don't forget what they're surrounded by as well. Same thing with Cam Ward. Well, he's playing at the FCS level. Well, yeah, with FCS players too. It's not like he's got an SEC team playing against FCS players. His receivers are FCS receivers going against FCS defensive backs. It's not quite fair to judge. The speed of the game's different, but his his players will also change as well. So for whoever it is, um, and that might not even happen. I spent a lot of time talking about a guy that's not even in the portal that may not go. But uh, so many people are talking about uh, McCall entering the portal. If he does, Ole Miss should go all in, in my opinion, on him. Uh, they should go all in if that does happen. But I do think the the next option is uh, is not in yet, and I think a lot more guys are going to get in uh, who are not currently in, and uh, we'll give Ole Miss more options because right now the 
the list is short and indistinguished. Not a very good-looking list right now uh, after they have seemingly missed on at least a couple of their main targets. So, anyway. Real quick, one thought on uh, basketball. They get a nice win over Dayton. Uh, Nasir Brooks was really good at 11 rebounds and 16 points in the game. But the story is Deshaun Ruffin for Ole Miss. If you heard me on the radio show on Friday, and I think I've talked about it on this podcast as well very briefly, is that the problem with this basketball team is that they had nobody that brought you in. There was nobody that was exciting. They weren't just bad. They were boring bad. They weren't interesting bad or exciting bad or, you know, it was just boring and bad and uh, they couldn't score just a, a terrible brand of basketball on top of losing. Well, Deshaun Ruffin, it's only been two games back from his injury, and he's done it against Middle Tennessee State and Dayton. This is not what you're going to see in the SEC. The league is nasty. And I, I'm curious to see what it looks like for him when they get into league play and SEC teams know that Ole Miss can't make open shots collapse the floor on Ruffin uh, when he tries to drive. He's had success against these two teams getting to the basket. And he looks explosive and electric, and maybe he'll still be able to do it. But you know SEC teams are going to collapse the floor and make him kick out, show him a lot of bodies inside, and Daryl Miss to beat him shooting. They're really going to collapse the floor and, and not give Ole Miss any space whatsoever and Daryl missed to make shots, and they probably won't be able to do it. However, all that being said, he might be the guy that they were missing that can go get you a bucket. This team without Ruffin doesn't have a Steph Moody, doesn't have a Marshall Henderson, Jarvis Summers, Chris Warren, where when you're in a tight game and they've been in a couple tight games that they lost or you're in a scoring drought or something like that and you can just give the basketball to a guy and say, go get me one. Go get me a bucket. I need a bucket. Go get me one. And have anybody on this team whose name is not Deshaun Ruffin this year. Nobody can do that on this team. They can't score. That's the problem with this team. It's a bad scoring team. They can't score. But Ruffin in two games, coming back from that hand injury, looks like he can become that guy. And so even if this team isn't a tournament team, I don't believe that they are. I think the SEC is going to be pretty brutal on them. But at least they've got that guy. That if you're in a tight game, and I suspect they'll be in some tight games, they'll they'll play hard for Kermit Davis. They will. Um, they'll be in some rock fights. Do they have a guy that can just go get you a bucket by himself? Just clear the floor. Deshaun, go get me one. So far, he looks like that guy in his very early career. He's going to have some struggling nights. Of course, he's young. The adjustment is going to be there, and the league, like I keep saying, is pretty brutal. But I was really encouraged with what I saw from the young guy in these last two games. Maybe he can be that guy. They need that guy, and maybe he can be that guy. He looks like it. He looks like it. I'm curious to see how he adjusts when teams inevitably adjust to him. But he's explosive. He gets to the basket. Not a great shooter. But teams are going to dare him to kick it out and have somebody else beat them. 
They're really going to close the floor down. What does he do when that happens? We shall see. But was really encouraged with uh, with what I saw from him uh, this weekend. So portal stuff, I don't know. Bo Nix is out. Who knows? I think there are going to be more players that hit the portal that are worth calling because the list right now stinks. I do not understand how this is happening. I know some of it can be explained away. There will be good options, and I suspect they'll get one. And if Grayson McCall happens to hit the portal, buddy, go get him. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will see you on Wednesday. In the meantime, don't forget to check out the live stream. Find me on YouTube. Just search my name. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, I will see you guys on Wednesday. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.